And Sue's enamored with him. Yes, is that the second is. time I've used enamored? She's um, she's all a flutter. I don't know. You're just you're just bringing it right down Main Street. X twenty three. Laura Kinney, one of my favorite characters. She's great. And I think you have a lot of favorite. characters. I do. I do. Okay. I do. I you can have lots of favorite characters. I mean, if everybody can be great, everybody can be my favorite character. Exactly. Hi there, and welcome to Hav and Charles Talk Comics. I'm Charles, I'm here with Hav, and we're going to talk to you about comics today like we do on every single one of these podcasts, even the ones where we talk about comic book movies. Hi, Hav, how are you? Hey, Charles, I'm good, how are you? I'm doing all right. Uh, So, this episode of Hav and Charles Talk Comics will be going back to the very beginning literally the very beginning of the marvel universe because mr gonzalez suggested that we read the original 10 issues of the fantastic four correct that was my suggestion and i've been thinking about doing that for a while but yeah and i had also read it while another comic book podcast i was listening to was talking about it it's a a comic book podcast called screw it let's just talk about comics screw it we're going to talk about it it originally was called screw it we're just going to talk about spider-man and i think it's screw it we're just going to talk about comics is what they moved on to after the first season of spider-man and they did it they did a lot of the kirby stanley run but they did it in big chunks and i think i read most of those 10 there back then because there, there was some familiarity when i read it the second time and gotcha. then okay. we also, and I, I went ahead, just so you know, we didn't talk about this before. I did read the three issues of the Galactus okay. arc. Cool. Me too. And I'm really glad I did for reasons that we'll, we will talk about. Cool, uh, cool, cool. So, and then, of course, you suggested we read all new Wolverine, mm-hmm. which is just a little bit more recent. Just a bit. Than Fantastic Four. Something that I knew very little about and then was very happy that i got to read it good suggestion thank you i i enjoyed it i enjoyed it enough that today before we recorded i reread the first annual they did for that and i'm gonna start reading i'm gonna start reading on from issue 12 where we stopped because i read it before but i was enjoying it so much i want to get to some stuff that i enjoyed even more deeper in the run cool yeah and that that and I was I was pr- moving my way along on Invincible, like I said when we talked about that last week. That I'm probably going to go ahead and re- finish reading that whole 144 issue arc. Except I'm down to just four more borrows on Hoopla, so I was like, okay, I'm going to stop right now because we're going to probably do the month's not over yet. We're going to make a suggestion, although I've already downloaded what I'm going to suggest for Hav. He's going to suggest something and it might be on Hoopla and I might need those four. Plus that's yeah. where I listen to my books on tape and I might finish my book on tape before the end of the month too. So, how many, how many borrows do we get? I think it's something like 15. Okay. That's what, I, that sounds right. Okay. Yeah. So as we usually do, we usually start with what was released chronologically first and just by a smidge, Fantastic Four, the original first issue is a little bit earlier than all new Wolverine. That is true. By 50 plus years. 
Yeah. So, yeah. And you know what? This is some, the, uh, published November of 1961. Like you said, it, it is the launch of the Marvel Universe, right? Absolutely. It, they were... They were not even Marvel Comics until then. That That's really when they made the shift. I There was an interesting introduction by Stan Lee in the beginning of that. I don't know if you read that. I did not. Oh, it was, it was fascinating because he talked about starting out there when they were timely comics and how it moved along. And then, then they became Marvel as they... they invented the marvel universe and it talks about how all of his plans were to be able to bring all these comic characters together and he was very lucky to be with jack kirby who had a lot of knowledge in doing superhero comics and he talked about marvin goodman who there the story goes that there's a there's a story that is probably not true in any way whatsoever from what i understand that marvin goodman the publisher of timely at the time the timely comics and marvel comics told had had played golf with the publisher of dc and he was talking about justice league so he came back to his his guy stan his cousin-in-law and said i want you to do a team book like justice league because they're making all this money and the story lee tells was more along the lines of marvin came to him and said hey i've noticed that this Justice League thing is selling a lot. Maybe we should do something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Which is makes more sense because his people said it, it, there's no evidence that he ever played golf with anyone from, from DC. None of this. It's just a nice story. But it was more along the lines of, hey, that's making money. Why don't you see if you can make some money for us? Thank you, please, and thank you. Yeah. So, so I can continue to pay you. Uh, and that was at the time when Marvel was cranking out monster comics mostly just because that was what was popular that was one of the other things he said was that they were just going on with things that were popular no so surprise surprise stan lee maybe would exaggerate and tell some tall tales and maybe the stories got more grandiose over the years but i I heard the same story that that goodman well what i'm saying is i don't think stan lee told that story i i'm I'm saying this is the story stan lee is telling I, I think I think Stan Lee told one story that we're getting in this in the beginning of that, and then later people are, people have extrapolated oh, gotcha. and added okay. to it. Not so much that Stan Lee, and I'm not saying that Stan Lee didn't. He was a flimflam man. Well, and I'd heard the same story. I, I had heard the story that supposedly Goodman Golf DC publisher told Stan do a do a team book because it's selling like gangbusters. And then the other thing I I I think I heard Stan Lee actually talk about this that. They wanted to do something akin to what was going on with DC, and Stan didn't want to just pick out existing superheroes, and his wife said, oh, and he was about to quit doing comics, was the other thing, that he was about to do something different. And his wife, he gives, he says, told them, well, then do what you want to do. Make it a team book, but do a team book the way you'd want to do. Why not? If you're really thinking about quitting, if go out on your own terms. And so that's why and how... Him and Jack Kirby, and again, I don't, I'm not again, I don't know the, the, who thought of what and, you know, how that combination came up with Fantastic Four, but then we get Fantastic Four, so, yay. There's a uh, two, in that same thing we read, there's a two-page synopsis that he sent to Jack Kirby with breaking out the characters and what he was looking for and the 
first issue. Did you read it on Hoopla or did you read it on Marvel? I read it on Hoopla. None okay. of that none of that would have been on Marvel. Did you read that on Marvel Unlimited? Yeah. Oh, okay. If you'd have done the Hoopla one, that's where I got all this. And, gotcha. And in that, Stanley also talks about exactly what you said about his wife saying he was mailing it in with comic books because he always wanted to be a better writer. And when he would do advertisements and other things, he would write better and work harder at it creatively anyway. Because I'm going to say this. Stanley's not a great writer. He's got great okay. ideas. He is a bombastically brilliant, but his writing isn't great. There's a reason why he never became wrote the great American novel like he wanted to. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to, uh, I think he's fine. I mean, I mean, it, it's, it's, is it my cup of tea all the time? No. I mean, it is what it is. It, it, it's speaking of, I know we've used this phrase before you have in particular, you know, of its time. Mm-hmm. It's it's what I expect Stanley written stuff to sound like, quite frankly. Well, that yes, he definitely has he definitely has his own style. Yeah. So no, I didn't. You know what? I'm gonna have to go back and read that now. I'm not gonna take the time now to do it. But the other thing I I will mention off the top is Jack Kirby is not the Jack Kirby we come to, that I come to think of when I when I see this. It's not him at his prime. He's oh. not there yet with oh, the first ten issues. Oh, oh, that was what I was saying in the intro about reading these 10 issues and then jumping back to issue 48, 49, and 50. It was a completely different artist. I mean, it was the same artist, but it was a completely different artist. The the lines were better. The you have really hit this art that he's known for with the way he drew the space things and the silver surfer and all of that. It was all of a sudden you recognize it completely you can't look at those and go, oh, yeah, Kirby drew those. Because you wouldn't yeah. even say, hey, somebody was aping Kirby and drew those. No, those were just his. It, it was his art. Now, it was also interesting. I don't know if you noticed it. The big difference in some of the stuff between the first issue and the second issue. Like what? In the very first issue, Reed Richards was much older looking. Huh. And then he immediately got younger looking in the next few issues. When they first drew him... And he didn't get like lots younger, but he definitely looked younger and less massively middle-aged man dating a 20-year-old who, although their relationship seems really weird. Oh, yeah. And Well, go ahead. And, and, and then it, you can tell that they had been doing monster comics because in the first 10 issues, the thing was more of a monster type look. He looked melted instead of the craggy that we came to and that was the, the the amazing thing when you when we went to the when we read the galactus galactus arc all of a sudden he's the thing like i think of him with the big craggy brow cuz he had a round more of a rounded head instead of the craggy brow and it just just looks so different and nowhere in the first 10 issues did he use his catchphrase no which surprised me because they they are so known marvelous so known to have gotten so gotten to certain things so quickly the fact that he didn't use it in the first 10 issues so almost the first year of publishing he never said it's clobber in time but boy howdy they did and clearly it had come he'd been doing it for a while with galactus because they even full page spread it with the it's clobber in time oh yeah <clears throat> and speaking of the full page spread now this is something i have read about kirby in his evolution as an artist from fantastic four going forward at some point I think he just got to the point where he was just trying new things, which included big splash pages, 
you know, not standard layout of, of the comic page mm-hmm. and and just started kind of just doing what he felt like would look cool. And surprise, surprise, it did. And you get the Kirby crackle jumping ahead to the in the 48, 49 and 50 issues, the Galactus issues you you get. He's he's and he's not, at, at the, you know, he's still going upwards at that point because you, you can see he's he's almost there and he's getting there and he's mm-hmm. there to some level. But I think for him, the best is yet to come. Mm-hmm. And 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 speaking of the thing, you're right. He, he kind of looks melted mm-hmm. and just, yeah, monster. And holy crap, how many bad guys are monsters running around in the first 10 issues? Oh, yeah, that's that's a, that's they lean into that a little bit. So yeah, I mean, it, 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 let me say this also. I really enjoyed reading the first ten issues, and then, like you, I liked jumping ahead to forty-eight through fifty mm-hmm. and seeing how much, in, in, and not knowing really, but seeing how far they'd gotten. Yeah, really. I mean, yeah, it's a number of issues, but you could tell that they were. I don't know how would you say just just making getting better and better and better. Well, in in fairness, that was four years. There you go. It's a comic book a month back then. If if right. that, they might not have done. I don't know if they did one necessarily every month. They might have done ten months a year. They, you know, you know what I mean. Sometimes they miss. So you're looking at at least four years of work, and the art got better. I I will also say Stan Lee's writing got better. I mean, just between the two arcs, the it was it was a world of difference in the writing, and I liked the first ten issues i really did i'm not it i'm not doing my normal thing it, it's an it was an amazing thing that they started and they and as much as they got in there that is still there today is just incredible they it, had they had alicia masters who is now married to the thing they had dr doom in what the third issue yeah they had namor in was that the second issue they had namor i'm looking at my notes i want to say fourth issue fourth issue okay so Dr. Doom, Namor, now Namor is, is a pulled from the past because he was one of the first superheroes that, well, he was one of the main superheroes of the Marvel Universe, as, right. as was the Human Torch and Captain America. Not the Marvel Universe, but back in Timely. the day with yeah. Timely. In the original Human Torch, who they ripped off, they didn't rip it off, it's theirs. So they changed the Human Torch. So it, in a lot of ways, he's a legacy character. Yeah. Which... That baffles me, thinking about it like that. That okay, wait, no, no, one of the brand new superheroes that they made for the Marvel universe is actually a legacy superhero from before. Well, and they, you know, they did that with Captain America, right? Oh, they, yeah. they they unfreeze him. So except um, they actually brought the Captain America back. Although they've also brought the original Human Torch back. He's yeah. been a Shield agent at times, and he can burst because he's the robot. So. Yeah, and there's all sorts of weird stuff with the original Human Torch, right? Wasn't there at some oh, yeah. point his... I just... I don't even remember, but there's all sorts of weird stuff. There is. I liked it. So, yeah, speaking of stuff in the first few issues, you got the scrolls in issue number two. Oh, that that was issue number two, the scrolls. Yeah. Yes. Well, we've talked about that before, about the cows, turning them into cows, what they've done with that later, that's come back. And obviously right. the scrolls have been throughout everything. Yeah they they keep on coming back and you know what there is an explanation about the fourth scroll that he just got away and they think he went back to the mothership and i didn't realize that because remember there's only three cows in the field and there there's the fourth one they're like where is he oh he went back to the i swear there's a line where they try to explain that but no look there's so much in 10 issues 
Alicia Masters, who at, at one point, she dated the Human Torch in, in, when I was reading it in the 80s. Yes. That was a big to-do. Yes. And you get the Mole Man. Really cool look, by the way, for the Mole Man. And, and yeah. But, but clearly a monster. And they fight a giant monster. That comes out of the ground. Yeah. And uh, the, the classic cover. And the scrolls were much more monstrous looking as aliens. Right. No, you're right. And we get to see the scrolls later on in the 48 through 50. I don't know if you remember that because yes. they see Silver Surfer come in their way. Like, oh, hide, you know, put up the cloaking or whatever. We don't want mm-hmm. him to see us because we don't want our planet to get eaten or, yeah. you know, whatever. So what else is it going to say? Anyways, uh, well, I'm glad you liked it uh, and you'd read it before. I, mm-hmm. I don't think I had sat down and read, every, you know, the first 10 issues like that before. Uh, so I'm glad I did that. Mm-hmm. I think I'd read like the first issue I don't think I'd ever read the Scrolls issue. I'd read the Doctor Doom first appearance. I'd read the Namor first appearance, but not not reading them all in order. Not like that. Yeah, I I will say it's harder to read these than it is something like All New Wolverine because it's just everything is a standalone thing. So you have no real impetus to pick up the next one other than if you really liked it and as a middle aged man having read a lot of good comics. I, I, I kind of wanted to keep reading it because I was enjoying it, but not so much that, ooh, I have to read the next, I have to read the next issue. <laughs> right. Well, and that's the first 10 issues as opposed to the 48 through 50, right? Mm-hmm. And those, Where the, they-, that, that they did a three issue arc that if they did it today would be a massive summer crossover event. Maybe a year long thing. Including the third issue of it where half that issue was Johnny goes to college. That was the third issue, right? Yeah. The first issue, they're wrapping up the previous arc with the Inhumans. A big part of it was wrapping that up. Yeah. But they were, they were at mate doing arcs that, so sometime in that, and I will say in this 10 issues, they did kind of tease arcs and start doing a few arc type things in it because they rolled from. At the end of one issue where Doom was saying, hmm, Namor, I, I should, uh, Namor is someone I should look into and do something with. So that kind of rolled into the Namor, him co-opting Namor as a, someone to help him battle the Fantastic Four. And then the heel turn, well, Doom can't do a heel term, turn, but still the betrayal of his evil compatriot when he turns on him and tries to kill him as well. Yeah. No, because they, in, gosh, it's been a little bit since I read this too, the first 10 issues, but they introduced Namor in his own issue, and then they, they and they introduced Dr. Doom in his own issue, and then they team him up, right? Well, they kind of did a, they kind of did a, it was interesting with what they did with Namor, because they, they came back and then did that with Captain America, basically. It was the same thing they did with Captain America. Namor was at a homeless shelter, because they, uh, okay, full disclosure, all the fighting and the infighting annoyed the hell out of me. The everything was a was oh this is awful and poor poor Sue crying and the way they treated Sue and all she could do was turn invisible. I did like the fact that she finally got force fields sometime well after these ten issues because she didn't have force fields. All she did was turn invisible, right, and get tied up and and captured. Yeah, but the 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 infighting drove me nuts. But back to the back to how Namor came around and what they did later with Captain America. After a big fight, Johnny says, F you guys, I'm going out on my own. I'm leaving. And he leaves. And then he doesn't have anywhere to stay. So he goes to a homeless shelter. That's right. 
And right. that's where he finds Namor because they find it. They say something about, oh, there's this really strong guy and he doesn't know who he is. But he's like, wait a minute. And when Johnny looks at him, he's like, wait a minute. I think I recognize him. And then he burns off his hair. And then all of a sudden it's it's Namor. So he throws him in the ocean and that wakes him up and brings back all of his inner, uh, uh, memories. And because the ocean is what gives him strength. And then he finds out that we've that we've destroyed Atlantis with nuclear testing, and he comes back to destroy all mankind. He gets angry. Yeah, justifiably. Justifiably. But but the I'm going to kill everybody because I'm angry is not necessarily. Yeah, I mean, not everybody was part of wanting to do the the nuke test, right? Yes. And you know what? Just weird little tangent. Just the other day, for some reason, I was like, I wonder how many times we tested nuclear bombs in, in, you know, as a species, how many times have we done that? Over, around two thousand times. Really? U.S. about a thousand times. Are you kidding me? No, I had. I was thinking hundreds, maybe. Oh my god! But, and I think that includes both under the ocean, underground, above ground. You know, in atmospheric. But I read, and I may. I, I. It's such. It's such a round number. I mean, it's. It's approximately because. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was like, I was shocked. I was like, really? That many times? Really? How much data do you need to know that it's bad? Anyway, so... Deterrence. They kept testing him to deter the Russians, who kept testing him to deter us. Yeah, well... uh, Yeah, anyway, so... Yeah, I just thought that was really interesting. What was I going to say? Or or horrifying. I think the word you were looking for is horrifying. Yes. Horrific. Oh, so some notes I do have from the first couple issues. They reference... Central City, which is a little surprising to me because, you know, the whole thing for Marvel for a long time was they said in the real world. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that maybe at the beginning they were going to go the route of maybe like D.C. where there were fictional cities like Central City. I I thought that was interesting. Yeah, but Um, when Spider-Man came out, he was he was in Queens, but he went to Midtown High. People have pointed that out. Okay, All right. How can you be in Midtown if you're in Queens? Yeah. Huh. Oh, in the first few issues, maybe borrowing from stuff like, you know, so I thought of Batman and the back signal. Man, they like the smoke signal, the firing of the four, the big four in the in the air to mm-hmm. call everybody together. Do you, that seemed like a go to for them, at least in those first 10 issues. And I, oh, yeah. I think it went away eventually. Yeah. Another thing that was interesting, this whole thing with Ben liking Sue. Oh, yeah. There there and I didn't I didn't remember that because I know I've read the first issue. Man, there was a lot of that going on where you know he was better than Reed or what are you doing with Reed and you should be with me kind of stuff. It I'm was a big a, I'm a big manly man. Yeah, so that was interesting to read. And then also, how many times in the first ten issues does did they tease Ben going back to human? Like two or three times, and then oh my lord, wah, yeah. wah, you're transforming back, and he's all rightfully so crestfallen that uh, he's he's a monster again. And so those are uh, from the first few issues, a couple notes. Yeah. yeah. No, they, they were good. I The only real notes I took were just talking about what I mentioned about the big changes and that he did start controlling his anger, the thing, started controlling his anger a little better as we went on in those 10 issues, which makes sense because he had, I mean, with what happened to him, he had a right to be angry. Yeah. But he would fly off the handle for no effing reason. He had the... He had the con- the temper control of a two-year-old. 
Yeah, there were some some anger management issues, well, maybe. What what is Reed doing, and and what is he doing in there? How dare you keep a secret from me? Well, what he was doing is trying to turn you back into the thing, and he didn't want. He had a perfectly legitimate reason to not tell you what he was doing because he didn't want you to get your hopes up if it didn't work, and then it didn't work. So well, uh, there, okay. So there was a lot of talk in the first issue where they're talking about the flight. Mm-hmm. First, it's a flight to Mars, not to the moon, which I think is retconned at some point because I think it changes into a flight to I thought, the moon or just I thought it was space. just a flight. It was just to space. In the first, I swear, there's a reference in these first three ten issues that it was a it was a flight to Mars. I swears. Okay. And and so and I think they retconned that just to space. I think at some point they retconned it to the moon, and then some. At some point they retconned it just them trying to get to space. Oh, the other thing I noticed when they're talking about getting, you know, trying to beat the, you know, space race, we need to get up there. They steal, they steal, you know, a spaceship, essentially. I don't, I didn't realize or didn't remember that there were so much questions about whether or not the shields were going to work or not. And and like, that was a really big question mark, but they're like, nah, screw it, we're going. Well, yeah, that was exactly it. Is the, the, yeah, we, they have no defense. So they knew about the cosmic rays. There is a retcon on that because later well, we just read the whole thing. That yeah. dumb arc. Exactly. The dumb hey, part whoa. of it. No, no, no. I enjoyed it, but that dumb point of it that oh, I don't remember if I knew about it. Well, no, you clearly knew about it. You knew. You knew. They all knew you knew. They all discussed it. The whole point of it was you didn't know if you had the shielding to, to protect you from it. Uh if reading that page again, there was no Mars in this. There's an I swear somewhere, maybe it's in later on that they're talking about the ill fated flight to Mars or okay. or, 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 or Maybe. Trying to try to get to Mars. It's somewhere in these first ten issues. I, I made a note of it because I was like, "Oh, okay, that's interesting." Oh, there's a Doombot. Oh yeah, there was immediately a Doombot, and I love that. Yeah, right away. And and then they didn't bring the Doombot back, even though the only real reason when they shot him into space that he came back was a Doombot. Oh, that was a Doombot. Except they didn't use it again. I'm surprised that that blew yeah. my mind. Instead, they brought him into Stanley and Jack Kirby. Yeah, that was interesting. That early on, that they're like, "Hey, we're gonna be in, a, and we're gonna be in a comic book." Although they didn't show, did you notice they didn't show their faces? They did not show their faces. Well, that was interesting. But yeah, they're 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 in they're in the Marvel universe, and I I don't know that I realized that either at that point. That that early on, I know that other artists and and writers have done that, but yeah, that in the first ten issues, Lee and Kirby put themselves in the Marvel universe. So the only other thoughts I had or, or things I wanted to ask you about or talk about, not really ask you about. What can I educate you on, Huff? <laughs> yeah, please. What, what what does it all mean, Charles? I don't know, my friend. I do not know. Having read, oh my God, Marvels. Yes. And seen the whole arc in Marvels about Galactus, it was cool to go back and read this. Mm-hmm. And what I immediately thought of was, so there's this huge dude that's going to devour the earth. Where's everybody else? Where are the Avengers? Where, you know, I know, you know, it's, it's a fantastic four comic, but that was my, well, nowadays, you, like you said, it yeah. would have been, that's an all compa- hands on deck. Yes. It would have been a company wide event for a year or two. Are um, you kidding? The, the answer to that is, Oh, I guess they did exist at that point. This was four years later. I don't know if the Avengers existed, but Spider-Man existed. The Hulk existed. No, the Avengers did. And okay. so did the X-Men, although they might've been in reprints at that point. Maybe four, four years in, maybe it was maybe it was more into them. They might have gotten a little farther. I just remember reading that the the X Men did not do that well. Yeah, and at some point they went to. Well, no, I'm saying that Galactus was about four years into the run. Right. So that's four years into the Marvel universe. I don't think yeah. they were in reprints. X Men were in reprints by that time because I don't think they went, 
how long after the Marvel Universe started. I don't know. I, I could be completely wrong about that. I don't know. I X-Men did not get good until Claremont took over, from what everybody says. Yeah. Well, anyway, well, so... not till Claremont took over, till they did the big thing, and then Claremont took over. Anyway. Oh, you also get here... 48 i mean they'd already somewhere in between the 10th issue and when we start up in the the 48th issue they'd already introduced the watcher Mm -hmm. yeah that was that was interesting uh, i i will say with galactus one of the things i found amusing of him this time is he was not nearly as big as he is later right i mean he was big in comparison to a person but galactus is big in comparison is big enough to dwarf a planet kind of thing later because i mean when when he was fighting the Beyonder when when he was in Secret Wars. He was so just gigantic when Doom goes and attacks him there. Yeah. Oh God, Doom is such a jackass. Well, okay. Speaking of Doom, and the first going back to the first ten issues, not a lot. I mean, I obviously they developed the character because it's more just about him being into the occult and yes. mixing science with the supernatural. Uh huh. And apparently, you know, again between number ten and onwards, that's where you get more of the development of him and. I guess eventually we learn about his his thing with trying to get his mom out of hell and, you know, him being the monarch of Latveria and all that. But mm-hmm. at the beginning, he's just more of a evil sorcerer scientist kind of thing that wears a mask. Well, he is that, but we don't know all of his backstory yet. True. I, True. I They hit it out of the park with Doom. I mean, he is the biggest villain in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. He's, he's or at least the Earth-based Marvel universe. One of my favorites, if not my favorite. I'm trying to think of one that I mean, Magneto mm-hmm. is is a pretty good bad. Who, quite bluntly, if Doom decided to get rid of Magneto, he'd do it quickly. Yeah, he, the Galactus he'd is use a pretty magic. Good bad. I said that's why I I said Marvel universe on Earth. Ah, I gotcha. Okay, yeah. I okay. I, I, I corrected myself because I realized that there are some big baddies out out in the universe. I mean, Thanos is out there. Well, not anymore, because he dead, but... Death? Yes. Death is out there. Yes. Wanting um, to, to get railed by Thanos. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the other... Uh, so I'm looking down at my notes here, because uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure... The, the, the world's... The greatest comic magazine in the world? Oh, wow, that was so quick. Number three. Uh-huh. Number three issue. The greatest comic magazine in the world. And I, you know what? I, I don't know that I've ever heard anybody or heard Stanley take credit for it, but I would... Not there, be surprised if no, it was yeah. Stanley said, you know what? We're putting that on the cover. And probably, I, I wondered, I would love to be a fly on the wall. Really, dude? Who's Number three stop issue? Us? Who's going to stop us? My guess is it was selling like hotcakes. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. The the advertisements for the Hulk in whichever I, just, I, I just saw that. Go ahead. I, it, it just, it is just, and it is all over the place. It's written in the borders of the thing. The Hulk is coming. Who is the Hulk? You'll be yeah. astounded by the Hulk. And the Hulk this, and the Hulk that, and the Hulk this. And you talk about absolute horror comic. Back from the... Th- that They did... That is the Hulk. The Hulk is a horror comic. Yeah. Just from everything they did. And evidently, that for, that original Hulk run is all over the place. Well, to the point where I think they... they lasted... Like, the first arc or the first run was like 10 issues. It, mm-hmm. it was very few issues. And then they gave it a rest for a while and brought it back later. Yeah. Because they could not figure out what they were doing they knew that that's the thing they knew they had something with it but they didn't quite know what to do well and they also started talking about the thing is hulking and this because i think they thought okay we we like this thing character and and i gotta wonder if they that wasn't the thought with the hulk well let's give let's do a character like the thing 
but with its own book. And and let him go back to being just a person. And then, of course, mm-hmm. you get the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde aspect yes. of it with yeah. the Hulk. Whereas Ben is just a big lumbering mm-hmm. oaf. guy either oaf. way. You're, you're, you're the words you're looking at. Oaf. Oaf. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Another note. God, Alicia Masters, she, the guys like her. Silver yeah. Surfer even is a little enamored with her there. Yeah. Well, that was the whole Ben goes off because he's fallen for her and she's kind of fallen for him. And then the Silver Surfer is there and he's like, well, surely she'll like this smooth alien thing over my craggy... <laughs> I just it was just fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. So uh, any any other any other thoughts or takeaways or I thought it was a I see why it did well and spawned what it did. And it also makes sense why they can't make a good movie out of it. Why? I don't know. I'm just making fun of the people that tried to make a movie out of it. I mean, no I, one's no one's managed to make a movie out of it. We'll, I, we'll see if when Marvel actually does one if it works. Maybe I mean Look, not everything's got to be a movie. It and does now, my friend. I don't, I, well, I, some things are maybe are better situ- suited for episodic or, you know, a 10-episode run. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just, I, I like, we were we, before we got on here, we were talking about Titans on, you know, DC. And I like, mm-hmm. I love Doom Patrol. I like Titans, too. I love Doom Patrol. No, I Doom don't think, I, I don't think a Doom Patrol movie would work. It depends. I I like the way they do Doom Patrol, and you may be correct that a Doom Patrol movie would be difficult. I don't know. So, and I know maybe that's comparing apples to oranges. Doom yes. Patrol, the Fantastic Four, but it, it we'll see. But oh, real fast, the force field thing. I made a note because you brought it up. Yes, Sue's got the force field. And they they show it in the forty eight through fifty, the Galactus run. So they're developing her powers. I do like that. Eventually, fast forward into the eighties, they. they they kind of make that a, a bigger and bigger thing where she turns out to be she's maybe the most powerful. powerful member of the Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. which is cool yeah. to see eventually that evolution of her being the damsel in distress to her, for all intents and purposes, but like I said, being the strongest power-wise member and really the cement that holds the whole thing freaking together. And then the other thing, right off the bat in the first 10 issues, you do get the whole Johnny versus Ben and the animosity and, mm-hmm. and Johnny picking on him and, and all that starting in the first 10 issues, which is nice to see. So I, I think that's that's all the, the big notes I got. So let's talk about Sue. Okay. That was one of the most sexist run of a comic. Uh, it, 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 they, they basically took a character and they said, what if we based a character over what Justice League was, the Justice Society did with Wonder Woman? She talks about about having to be, you know, in charge of, you know, be their like den mother. She she was just there so they had a woman, and it was except they called her a girl. I it was incredibly sexist. So going going on to later, there is a great sat. I think it's the comic where Spider Man is with the Fantastic Four mourning the death of Johnny Storm because Johnny Storm okay. Johnny Storm died at some point. The human like torch. you do, yeah. It's it's comics. So, but what if you die? You, you you can't get better from death. Ah, you'd be surprised. Uh, that was, yeah. So they're they're telling stories. They're telling stories about how Sue always looked after her brother, and Peter tells a story that none of the others had ever heard because only he, Johnny, and Sue knew about it. They were off in the park with something, and they ended up having to bail Sue out of jail 
because the crux of it is she made the pants on two villains disappear. So they were there and there. <laughs> she made their pants invisible. Okay. So they were in their underwear. So the police arrested her for causing public indecency. Oh, righty then. It was just one of the weirdest, just amusing things. And she's like, you can't ever tell that they, they, they showed up to bail her out Spider-Man and Johnny Storm. And well, we're so very disappointed in you and your... <laughs> When did, hey, when did Johnny die in the comics? I, I don't remember. It's been in the last 15 years or something. I, okay. He was also the Herald of Galactus. I, I heard about that. I think that was when he, I think he died as the Herald of Galactus. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. Because no, I have not read Fantastic Four and, in and, a while. And they made, and that's when Spider-Man became a member of the Fantastic Four because he asked him to take his place. And then when he got back, because he, he left a, a will. A, a video will and when he got back he's like oh man that was a joke because he and spidey are friends and they have yeah the similar type relationship that johnny and the thing have it's it, it's going he's like that was a joke i didn't really mean it <laughs> <laughs> well and speaking of johnny also in the 48 through 50 of the galactus arc you see him go to college he's in say again Go to college. Well, but yes. yes, at the end, but at the beginning, he's in love with Crystal from the Inhumans, which becomes a thing later on mm -hmm. also. It was a thing then and will yeah. be a thing throughout. So he's, it, it also works out later, later on, because at the end of that arc, the Inhumans have, they're trapped in a, with a negative zone around them that nothing can break a negative zone, except her force field was able to uh, get them out. So she's already gotten serious powers. Right. But that comes back because Johnny can always get in to see the Inhumans. Ah, okay. Yeah. Because I've seen arcs where they're like, Johnny, we need to get in touch with it. Okay, I'll go. Well, let's go talk to Crystal. Uh, <laughs> I can get in. I They know I'm a friend kind of thing. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. <sighs> it was, it was, it was, it was cool. You know what? As this is going to sound so weird. I'm going to say it out loud. As from a historical perspective to see mm -hmm. where it all started. And and read it the first ten issues. I um I, look I I have a fine amount of, finite amount of time to read stuff I like mm -hmm. as it as it is. But when I'm looking for something to read, I'm probably going to pick it up at issue eleven and keep on going. Okay, it just because I'm interested to see the progression, the evolution from where we left off here to getting to Galactus, and then beyond that. Because I think I've, we've mentioned it before on the podcast. I, Lee and Kirby had a hundred something issue run together on this thing which is kind of cool that that is impressive i i have thought i was thinking about since i've already got it downloaded and i'm low on low on borrows on hoopla that i might read the beginning of that second one on the the one that had the la the 48 through 50 the 40 through 50 right there that had that arc with the inhumans that had some more stuff where they were more updated yeah well, oh hey don't forget i mean we, we have Marvel Unlimited. Yeah, we no, I know. We we didn't talk about we didn't talk about Doctor Doom sending them back in time and Ben Grimm being Blackbeard. That's right, and that comes back, doesn't it? It does, and it shouldn't, but they have to, and it's hilarious that it comes back, and it's just that was a ridiculous comic, which I appreciated because it was so ridiculous. It, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it was no, just such a right. oh my god, this is for kids. And as a kid, I would have thought that was so effing awesome. And you get time travel early on mm -hmm. in this thing. I mean, it is a it is a sci fi comic book, and you're getting 
the space, you're getting time travel, you're getting monsters, you're getting extraterrestrials. It, it is, yeah, you're, gosh, I can't believe you, you're right. Thank you for bringing that up. That was a funny, cool thing that I know, and I don't remember, how, I know it comes back up in, in a comical way. Mm-hmm. It's it, Maybe at different times, but for sure there's one. No, that is that is an awesome. It also, they we also didn't bring up the movie that. Yeah, that's right. The Submariner paid them a million dollars because they were going broke because although he had leased out all of his inventions and they were making tons of money, Reed Richards invested in the market and lost all their money. And he was Submariner offered that to them to do a movie for a million dollars. The only reason I'm really bringing this up is in the first in the, the Stanley, the first appearance of the Green Goblin mm-hmm. in Marvel Comics, he offers $100,000 to Spider-Man to come do a movie in Los Angeles in order to bring him out there to kill him. And there's a there's a crossover with the Incredible Hulk. Huh. Yeah, so it's a it was interesting having read that and having read that Spider-Man comic, the the Green Goblin's first appearance. It's like, "Oh my gosh, okay, so they're kind of rehashing they're really reusing some plot lines already cuz there there wasn't that much time in between." <laughs> between yeah, those it's like that's what i was uh, just gonna say huh okay that's interesting no that you know what you're right the 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 movie thing was weird <laughs> I, I didn't really i mean it was just a weird that was the, the blackbird thing was was i enjoyed more the, the movie thing was just weird it, the, the whole name or thing and he would just like okay i'm done i'm going back to the sea oh, yeah, and I'm i love sue uh, yeah i love sue and sue kind of yeah and Sue's enamored with him. Yes, is that the second is. time I've used enamored? She's um, she's all a flutter. I don't know. You're just you're just bringing it right down Main Street. You know it, and you know it. Oh, I'm a little goofy. I'm getting tired. No, it was the, the Namor thing was just weird. He was a we he he had a weird look. Yes. And I know that goes back to the golden age, but yes. just a weird. How can it be the golden age if you have that anyway? No. <laughs> well, it in yes. Just, okay, the character of, of I Submariner. I know. It's just weird and cool. I I've always enjoyed. He was a big, not a big, but he was part of the Avengers run where I was reading it back in the eighties. So there's a sweet spot there, special place in my heart for him. But it's just interesting. Where I mean, he's got he's got feathers. He's got feathers. He's got wings on his ankles. Well, that's how he flies. Sure. I mean, I know. that's 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 clearly aerodynamically accurate. It makes it just makes a lot of sense. Yes. Okay, I'm done. So, uh, did you see the thing recently that came out? I forget which company it was before they had held the rights to the Iron Man movie and they released it back to Marvel because they didn't think a man with that kind of armor could fly. And that's why they didn't want to make a movie with it. And the, the joke was, okay, and then they see the Iron Man movie and how much money that made and now they're just, what the ever-loving hell? It, it was just recently, it was all on, you know how things come up on Twitter yeah. That that had come up that they had they had just let their option to make a movie lapse because the the reasoning is it, it his his armor would be too heavy to fly and the responses were have they not ever heard of jets and I was I was going to say and yeah and have they never never heard of I don't know fantasy someone yeah. someone made the comment so Air Force One was a fantasy make believe oh, yeah and plus you know yeah big metal things flying like to the moon yeah it just. Yes. That's interesting. I, what I, company? Do you remember what company it was? I, I do not remember it. No, I don't. I don't. I that, that was, I I wish I did, but hmm. okay. So yeah. I just thought I'd bring that up. That was interesting. So yes, overall, I enjoyed the Fantastic Four. Well done. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate it. You're welcome. So 
I want to thank everyone for listening. And I want, no, no, we're not wrapping up. I do want to mention that we have a website called havandcharles.com. That's Hav, J-A-V, and A-N-D, charles.com. You can send us emails from there to the to our email address, and we will read them on the air if you, if you uh, ask us to. Actually, we'll read them on the air unless you ask us not to. That, that's, that's how that's going to work. We're, we're going to assume you wish them to be read on the podcast. And I want to reiterate a new segment that I would like to try out that I brought up on the last podcast, came up with it live on the air, well, live on the recording with Patrick and Hav last podcast, and that is email me when Hav and Patrick are wrong. This is in particular Rochelle and Julie, but anyone can play this game. Anything you want to say about Hav or my brother Patrick, or if if you have a husband in particular, and you're listening, and they do something wrong, I'm very happy to read it on the air, and Hav and I will discuss whether or not we think they're wrong from the male standpoint, although we probably will, even if it's Julie writing about what Hav did wrong. Well, okay, we'll, we'll see what if, if Julie is, you know sends in an email. She may. But I'll probably be able to tell you, if you try to say I'm wrong, I'll probably be able to tell you why actually you're wrong, and you just misunderstood what I was trying to say. So there's that. So just, just you know, so bring, ha- it. Hav, bring it. Hav is trying to say he's never wrong. Hey, you said now, it, not me. I mean, I have literally, literally, and for effect, literally hours of podcasts recorded that <laughs> I can use to refute that. But that's fine. As we know, I am too lazy to do a clip show. So I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, I, 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 I would thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy that. Hey, so real fast, yes, you can contact us. Also, Twitter for me is at Havgonzo Tweets. For Charles, it's at Herring Red Reel. Yeah. And then the Twitter handle on uh, for the podcast, run, run by the unpaid intern, is J and spelled out A N D C Talk Comics. So there's all that. And I also want to say, hey, last, last uh, episode, Patrick was on here. I, I listened to it. I thought it was great. It was a lot of fun. And I do want to thank Patrick again for everything he's done, the theme music, uh, the website. And and I, I can't wait for Charles, for you to ask your brother to help you with a, a weird uh, Gary Shandling type theme song. Thank you, Patrick, for what you do. Here, here, I agree. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can't do that very long. Yeah, no, I had to stop. Uh, oh, hey, so since we're bringing up ideas from the last podcast, the other idea I'd like to point out, put, put, point out, put out there that I've just been, I'm going to say too busy, but really too lazy to, to, to knock out here is the bingo card that I hope to put, uh, to ask Patrick to put up that I'll come up with, with different slots for, you know, different things that we uh, we say, mentioning the public library, Charles saying literally, me saying Main Street, me saying um, I don't know, me doing list voice. There's a bunch of different things we could put on there, political soapbox, talk about science fiction stuff that has nothing to do with the comic books that we're talking about. I, I, I Let me just... That's a feature, su- not a bug. Surprise, surprise, Charles, I've already made a list. Evidently. 
So there's that. Oh, me talking about somebody being great or Jack the King Kirby. So there's, uh, it's it's on the li- the to do list somewhere down the down the road. You left off Charles Cursing, although I mean that's a that's got to be a center square kind of thing. Something, yeah, because it's just like a gimme, right? <laughs> that's yeah, like oh, okay, we're we're ten seconds in. I know I've cursed already. It's okay. I it's my podcast. I can do what I want. Boom. So I'm sorry. It's our podcast. I I you you could also say it's my podcast. That's not wasn't excluding you. No, I, I did. Yeah. Okay, good. I just I want gotcha. to be clear. All right. Yeah. So you suggested something a little bit more recent. Just a wee bit. From not only this millennia, but in the last, yeah, it came out in the last decade. So For, all, all new Wolverine. X-23, Laura Kinney, one of my favorite characters. She's great. And I think you have a lot of favorite characters. I do. I do. Okay. I do. I, you can have lots of favorite characters. I mean, if everybody can be great, everybody can be my favorite character. Exactly. No, go ahead. Sorry. Just realized, written by the great Tom Taylor. Yeah. Which I did not know until literally about, see, that's number four, by the way. Okay. Uh, literally five. Right before we did the podcast, when I read the annual, I was looking because I looked it up on Marvel Unlimited to queue up reading more and i was like oh my gosh tom taylor wrote it and i was like okay wow i hadn't really thought about he's writing the new superman uh superman's son okay uh, right now and getting a lot of praise for that he's a very good writer i don't think i i I was gonna say I, i i didn't think i've read much of him but evidently i have since i've read all of this so he really is a good writer and he's got some great stuff in this i love gabby i love gabby i love gabby so Wolverine is dead. Long live Wolverine. And Laura has taken over. As Wolverine. As Wolverine. With a mantle. Yes. Yes. She's sitting on a mantle. Very weird. <laughs> Above a fireplace. <laughs> just the weird. Whole whole thing is just her sitting on a mantle directing. Yeah. Just odd. <laughs> I don't know how it was such a good comic. You would think with the, that premise it would just not be good. So <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I'm just it's making me laugh. Go ahead. She has a she has had a very, 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 very rough life. Yeah. I mean, it is just it it's just horrible. And I've read a lot of her comics. This was it was great because it's it's about family. She is she finds out that she has what's basically sisters, women that have been experimented upon and she's tried she ends up trying to save them and unfortunately through the first arc fails to save all but one because there's a 13 year old girl that the other two who are closer in age to laura are also trying to make sure hey we've done horrible things let's let gabby have a chance and so long story short on that one they end up so it's just laura at the end of the first arc it's just laura and gabby and gabby is awesome yes Agree with everything you just said, but question, or because I did not do the research like I usually, not usually do, sometimes I do. Where does this fall in like big events? Is this right after Civil War, the first one, the second one? What's going on? It's right before Civil War, the second one, because the second arc has Civil War in it. Right. The second Civil War. No, the second Civil War, but I guess. Which is a long way from the first Civil War. 
Okay, it is. Okay, yeah. but then what are they... It feels like they're coming... How recently had Wolverine died, the, the 616 Wolverine? Pretty recent? Do you know? Before... I, I'm just... I, I, don't, I don't know, man. Okay, I, that, I, I'm just yeah, curious. Yeah, no, I know. The, 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 I just read these things... It, I read so much of them, and when I read them might not have anything to do with when they came out. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, I don't know. No, it's, it's okay. And look, I... I did look at her up. The character X twenty three came out years before this, like more than like early two thousands. I think two thousand four, two thousand five. For, for a while, she was with the Runaways. Okay, there you go. And had made different appearances, but is this the first time she's the the? the I mean, it feels like maybe this is the first time. This is the first time she's Wolverine and she's her Wolverine own in okay. her own book. She has been. She's had her own book X twenty three. That's right. And okay. you you you've seen some that that's that's how I know she's had a very very very, very okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I'm easily amused. Go ahead. Uh, I mean, she was a child prostitute at at, at one point. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she was a. They changed her. They they cloned her from Wolverine, grew her in a lab, and trained her to be an assassin. Came up with a scent that when she smelled it, she went into berserker mode and murdered everyone. So she can't even control herself when when that happens. And there is an arc about all of that. It is about her. It, it, it's it's when she manages to get off that. This is not in this, obviously, but this was before. And and getting away from that and making that not happen. And at one point, she thinks she's killed an entire town. Because they they hit her with that, and then the town is dead, and then you find out later that she actually fucking popped a claw when she smelled it originally and took herself out, just drove it right through her brain, and they dropped somebody down in there to kill it, so she'd kill everybody, so she'd think she did it. Wow. Because she refused to do anything like that, and that actually, I don't remember when I read that. That might be, hell, for all I know, that's further in this arc, because like I said, I've I've read all of this, but her life was rough. Well, and so in this first 12 issues, especially the first six, and especially the beginning, well, even though throughout the first 12, it, yeah, there's some dark, heavy stuff being dropped, you know, and you're learning about, you know, that she's had a rough background. You hear the four sisters, one dies right off the bat in Paris, mm-hmm. and then the other three haven't had a, a very good uh, run because they were cloned from Laura, X-23, grown in a lab. And they were trying to replicate it. And at first you're thinking none of them, they're all, they're all going to not, they're not going to live very long. They're like replicants from Blade Runner. Their, their lifespans are short, mm-hmm. apparently, is what we learn. And they don't have the healing factor. Well, they don't have the healing factor, but they, they don't feel pain. Yes. And they don't feel pain, which is a bad combination. No yes. healing factor and don't feel pain. So they can just keep going. And they don't feel pain because of the, the, the nanites. What, what, there's something about nanites in their system that keep them from feeling pain and is also what's shortening their lifespans. Because right. we did, speaking about tropes, they did, they they went, they entered one of the sisters. You, you, you had, you go ahead. Are you proud uh, of yourself? Are you proud of yourself? <laughs> two, two women entered her. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Just and lean into it. That's what she said. Boom. So... The Wasp and Wolverine went there, went inside her, and were trying to fight this. And they that was after they fought the Wasp a little bit because um, Dr. I-don't-give-a-shit-about-boundaries teleported them into the Wasp's lab. Yeah. 
Doctor Strange is being Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, okay, you go here now. Because he couldn't that, save her as a doctor. That's a, And that's a really funny part where then immediately Janet, the wasp, calls him and uh-huh. just is dressing him down like, dude, not cool. You have my phone number. <laughs> you, yeah. You can call me. It would have been fine. You just call me up and say, hey, I'm going to send them there. They'll be there in a yeah. minute. <laughs> Again, peppering in the heavy stuff with some light moments that yes. are just nice and fun and funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, they do the inner space thing again, which we which we've seen, of course, before, and we're going to see many times. I like that you're going to call it the inner space thing. I guess that's, that's when we really saw it the first time, is, right? As kids, yeah. Instead of fantastic, was it Fantastic Voyage? I think where, that's where what we figured was? out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, now that's that's a good point. Uh, the nanites are shortening their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're trying to get revenge on the bastards that uh, did this to them, mm-hmm. created them. Yes. <coughs> Excuse me. Tortured and tortured. Yeah, and th- there was a there was a great scene in that where they and they wanted them back too. They didn't want to just have them killed. They wanted them back to study them to keep doing what they're doing because they want to. They there's a market for doing these horrible things. My biggest problem with I think the Marvel universe is all of these things happen and and yet we know they happen, and the authorities don't do anything about it. I, I'm sorry if you clone someone, that someone is now a person. A lab doesn't own them. A person is a person, and I know this is legal stuff, but still, it's going to be real easy to figure out a person is a person. You don't own a person because you cloned a person. That's still a person. You can't own a person. We fought a war over that. The the, the owning people side lost. Yeah, well, war and money go hand in hand. I don't know. There, there's evil people, dude. I know. And guess what? There's fictional... Fictionally? I know. I know. Fictionally? fictionally? In fiction, there are evil people, and... Mm-hmm. And in real life, there's evil people. Oh, uh, yeah. Art imitating life and vice versa. But no, you're right. Like, you know what? Good point. I hadn't thought about it from that perspective. Like, how how do they not know that this is going on? Mm-hmm. I, I, I did love the Trojan horse when they went into the lab. And they had... They sh- kill one of the sisters. And then they've got her and they're bringing her into the lab. And then it turns out that Laura had switched clothes with one of the sisters so ha 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 she has a healing factor and then she's inside now you don't yeah. understand i'm not locked in here with with you you're locked in here with me yeah yeah that was a, that was a good switcheroo that was great that was I, great because because then it's her giving them the ultimatum like look you can either help me out or not yeah, oh yeah, that's gonna... right. Because she was in with the two. She she was like, "Look, I can. Uh, you're you're gonna go. Well, that was the whole. You're going to prison, or yeah. and or or they're gonna. You're yeah. I could kill you. I'm not gonna kill you. But no, uh, it was that was good. And then they, of course, you know, it's not a hard decision. I don't think at that point when you got the Wolverine, you know, telling you, yeah, you're gonna. Do what you get. They're also pleading ignorance and innocence because uh-huh. all the senior scientists were killed when the four sisters escaped, apparently, yes. or a lot of them. Well, then you also find out, you know, the the, the this evil scientist in, in science company bring bring in Laura to try to get her to help them hunt the four the, mm-hmm. the three remaining sisters. Yes, and they're t- they're blaming this explosion on them, and then you find out from the sisters, nah. Yeah, we, we didn't do that. We didn't do that. We took advantage of it and got the hell out of there. But we didn't kill all those people. They're just trying to pin it on us. Surprise, surprise, evil corporation yes. blaming others. Well, the, the whole point was to get their property back. So yeah. they had to give her a reason. And the reason was why they killed all these people. The jailer was such a dick. Yes. Um, he got he got what he deserved. Ugh. 
I went, hey, I liked seeing Maria Hill. I like seeing mm-hmm. Captain Marvel. We mm-hmm. got some Iron Man in there. It was it was cool. Oh, again, I haven't read a bunch of X twenty three or never read this this uh, you know new, all new Wolverine. Cool that her and Angel Warren Worthington are are dating. Yes, and yes. just a, that must be an interesting date night. So yeah, I don't know. I had forgotten about that already because he's such a nothing character. Oh, he makes Ooh. Cyclops look deep and layered. Ow! Ow! Ow. I stuck it in and then I turned it. Yeah, you, you see did. What I, did there? I stuck Ugh. it in. I slid it in. And, and like, I like. Okay, okay, okay. So you were. When we read Mutant Massacre. I did not like it, what they did to him. And he they, not, and they strung not, him up. Nope. You were cheering. I weren't was you? not. Nope. You nope, sick bastard. Nope, nope, nope. nope. I, do not, I, well, do, I do not think anyone should be hung up by their wings and crucified, crucified like by the roots. Yes. Hey, so, well, okay, speaking of that, though, obviously Warren Worthington is not Archangel or whatever, you know, he's not all blue and have uh, metal for wings, or he's got some kind of weird wings going on. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I got to read his Wikipedia page, because they've changed him back into a human, not blue, you know, horseman of apocalypse, which he was in the 80s and going forward for a while. So that's kind of cool, too. Yeah, he's, that I, I don't think that. he's that anymore. My, my favorite character in this, well, I like Laura, but I love Gabby. The, the the 13 year old she is yeah. she is awesome and i and i love her joy and she's had a hard life but she's still so happy and so optimistic yes and i love the fact that laura decides not to do what wolverine did with her because wolverine refused to he said everybody that's around me dies you need to be with people who aren't me and i'm going to go out and i'm going to do things to protect you but it's not going to be with me and then she looked at Gabby. She's basically saying the same thing to Gabby. And Gabby's like, you're going to put me with people I don't know. And I know you and, and I like you and we can live here. And she's like, okay, that's what we'll do. We, we're, we're related biologically. What, what, what is it? A number 24 with noodles or it's her yeah. first number 24 with noodles? Something, yeah. Uh, that was just a cute scene. Yeah, it was. It, it, the way they, they played that flashback with what was going on between Lauren and very well done. Mm-hmm. You know, tugging on the hard strings, and then fast forward to the second six issues. The uh-huh. the six, this you know, old you, man Logan. Oh, and we 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 is this the same guy from the thing we read? Yeah, no, that's old man Logan. Yeah, okay, all this right. Is the, so, I told you, I told yeah. you, old man Logan came from th- yeah, came back and came into this universe, and he's trying to, and and that was the whole in his universe again wasn't wasn't the six one six he. He evidently did not drive away Laura. He lived with her in that apartment, which is exactly. Logan's apartment, because yeah. she just took over Logan's apartment. He, he, they lived together there, and he ends up killing Gabby because of the Civil War thing, the Civil War Two. That was the Civil War Two arc. Gotcha. Okay. So my favorite char- character was murdered, and then fortunately, you find out that she actually does have, she feels no pain, and she has a healing factor. We didn't know that. Right. I but, didn't spoil it. I really wanted to earlier. I'm so glad I, I I held it back. Go ahead. Yeah. So she is also different. So she's different from her sisters who didn't who didn't have a healing factor. Right. And but the whole gist of that was he was angry at her for doing something from his universe, in which we find out is I can't remember. Oh, she kills Laura. Oh, she kills Laura. Yeah. In his but, universe. But that's not this universe. I know it's this, all. It's a chance to try different uh, the, things. Yeah, and the, well, they, they are different things. And the honey badger would never kill Laura. 
Okay. That's going to be her superhero name, is the Honey Badger. Oh, it is? Yes. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Yes, it's freaking adorable. Oh, my gosh. That is kind of cute. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, the, the other cool thing in that second six issues, the lead up to Civil War, what do they call it? Something like that. Oh, the whole Minority Report, Captain America. Yes. yes. Trying to stop old man Logan yeah. from doing something before he does it, which I know you hate Philip K. Dick, but they they did borrow heavily from, oh, sure, from sure, that sure, aspect sure, of it. Sure, that's fine. Philip it K. Was cool. Dick can have a good idea, but he can't write it worth a shit. Wow. Just tell us how you really feel about I Mr. Think, Dick. I think Philip K. Dick sucks. I, I don't think I've ever pulled a punch. I've never, I I've, know. never I've never backed off that opinion. I have never I know. qualified it with, well, maybe for its, no, bad writer. Yeah. Anywho. Okay. And, uh, no, so th- that was a really cool arc. Uh, well, w- one of the things that you, you probably did not catch, you know Ooh. which Captain America that was? No. Which one? Hail Hydra. Really? Yes. Was that before? It was after he said "Hail Hydra" or right that, before? That, that is that one. It's at, it's it's that's leading up to him. Yes. Okay. The, him doing the whole Hydra thing, and everybody losing their minds when he yes. did that because yeah. now they've made my Captain America evil. Yes, except it wasn't your Captain America. It was a split, and it, I mean, it's comic books. It's yes. It's the oh my god, and they played them so well. I will say, and some of the stuff they play those people so well to get the press. Yeah. It, it's just like the going back to the. Spider-Man with the superior Spider-Man. Doc Ock, and it, yep, Doc Ock's going to be Spider-Man forever. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's just going to be Spider-Man. <gasps> you can't do that. And, da, da, da. and then there were people that were like, oh my God, this is so amazing. You can't ever go back. Yep. And I swear some of them were probably the same people. How dare you do this? Oh my God, because it was awesome. It was a great run, but you had to go back. You can't have Doc Ock be Spider-Man. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. No, awesome. I know. Insanely hey, awesome. Hey, when they killed Superman back in, you know... He was going to stay dead forever. They, you know, shut up. They, they haven't brought him back, have they? <laughs> no, it's just, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, I, I get pulled off sides pretty easily, but shoot, I think maybe it's just comic book fans in general can get easily pulled off sides. Yeah. Trying to think what else from that arc. Let me see. Any, uh, oh, you know what? We didn't mention. Uh, so Tom Taylor, the, the mm-hmm. art is by uh, David Lopez and David mm-hmm. Navarrete. That's how I'm going to say that, okay. at least the first six issues. And I didn't look at the second six to see if it's the same. Okay. Exactly the same. No, it's a different artist team on the second six issues. Only Wolverine Volume 2 Civil War 2 is Mar- uh, Marcio Takara and Ig Guara is how I'm going to say those names. Okay. And I hope I, I do try to pronounce them as best I can, just so you know, I'm not, tr- I'm not trying to make fun. I've... I, I don't. I'm sure I've told you. Even though I grew up in San Antonio, my name's uh, you know ha, ha, Javier Gonzalez. I've had my name butchered quite a bit, so uh-huh. I do. Tr- I do try to my best to try to pronounce people's names as best I can. That's nice. Um, so I wanna I wanna go over a couple of uh, screenshots from all new Wolverine. Oh sure. So talking to Doctor Strange, Laura, he he says to her, "You're the right person to replace Logan." She says, "I know there are people who disprove guys on." I know I know there are people who disprove disapprove guys on the internet mainly, but I'm not replacing him. I don't really know what I'm doing yet. And Strange says Logan would be very proud of you, and she replies, "Yeah, but he had pretty low standards." <laughs> and nice. there there is a great scene. The scientist that did all the stuff to them. Yeah, they left. Laura doesn't kill him. Gabby goes after him, and Gabby has scars all over her face. By the way, 
From, so yeah, go ahead. That we don't know where they're coming from, but she is she she attacks him, and she pops a claw, and it's a bone claw because mm-hmm. it would be, and then she drives it towards him and just misses his nose and drives it into the floor in front of him and goes, "This is how close you came." And then she runs off and goes, "Bye." Yeah, I, I <laughs> like a little that. girl. I just it was just this. Oh my god! And then she comes out, and Laura goes, "All done." And she goes, "Yes." Laura says, "We better get out of here." And then what? Well, we have some dangerous nanites inside you we have to take care of. But aside from that, you're free of those people who what happens next to you is kind of up to you. And she goes, oh, a bit though, that's a bit scary. Laura says, I remember, and says, did you kill him? Chandler? No, I wanted to. Still still want to. But you didn't. And then she turns, then, then as they're walking off with a burning Humvee in the background, Laura says to her, you're the worst there is at what you wanted to do. That's pretty. <laughs> that's pretty impressive, and I, I love that. You're the worst there is at what you wanted to do, guy. Because how many times did I read uh-huh. that phrase in the '80s? That's that's cool. No, hey, look, this was a lot of fun for being such a dark thing, and the two, you know, three of the four sisters dying, and two of them, you know, one one dies right away, and it's 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 in Paris, but you kind of get to know Bologna and Zelda, the the two older ones, uh-huh. and they're they're both. F- kind of fun and funny too. Mm-hmm. Bologna is just a hothead, ready to shoot mm-hmm. first, ask questions later. Yes, she's definitely a a Wolverine. Yeah, um, but no, for it being so dark and at times, it's also there's there's some well, some yes. pretty pretty fun moments. Well, there's the Maria Hill running away, going, "What's happening? It's a synthesized pheromone. A pheromone? Yes, a Fing Fang pheromone. Yeah, <laughs> because they okay. fight Fing Fang Foom." Which made me think of what you call it, next wave. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. That that was very next waveish. Yeah, that was. Yeah, except except Fin Fein Foom wasn't wearing a diaper, which would have been kind of funny had they drawn him with a diaper. No, it was. Yeah, and then there's yeah there there's some funny interaction between Captain Marvel and Wolver and Wolverine and Iron Man. Well, there, yeah. there's there's a great there, there's a, the great finish to Wolverine, Old Man Logan, and them because. After after he she comes back to life, Gabby comes back to life. Laura tells him to stay the hell away, and you're not you're not Logan, you're not Wolverine, you're not our Wolverine. And Gabby turns back around and says, "I'm sorry, all this happened." Logan goes, "You heard her, and I'll come for you." And Gabby says, "Fair enough. You bring a single ounce of pain into that perfect woman's life, and I will put you down like a rabid dog." And then with a grin, walks off and goes, bye. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah. Just, so it's just we, that great for, from one comic in the first arc to another comic. Same, basic, same thing. No, I I will fucking kill you. <laughs> yeah. See ya. No. It, it, the, yeah. That, that made me think of uh, Deadpool 2 and, you know, the, the girlfriend of What's Her Face. And, yes. Hey, Hi, Yuko. Yeah. You, you, you come on. Yeah, that's where I get it from when I say bye at the end of our episodes. Bye. It just always makes me it makes me laugh thinking of that Deadpool mm-hmm. just interaction between him and her and and yeah, Gabby doing that just yeah cracks me up. It was awesome and yeah, you know what? A really cool character that I did not know existed. So thank you. You're very welcome. You should you should read more of it. I, you know what? I again because there's a there's a brilliant 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 Deadpool sorry. arc. You're all right. Uh, there's a there's Deadpool's in it 
later oh, on really? in the arc. Yeah, and there's a, there's a fun one where he and Gabby have a lot of fun together. Well, and you know what? As opposed to some other series where it's 100 plus issues it's or 35. hundreds of issues, it's 35 issues, which is doable. You know, to me, anything once you get over like 50, to, well, maybe not 50, but anything in the over 100 to me is just kind of daunting, which is kind of sad. But it I just, this this is something that I can look at and say, ah, I can, I, I might, I, can I might just have to, to, to do it because yeah. it looks, because it's, this was such a good introduction to the point where is, is she still knocking around? Do you know? Charles, has she got her own series again? I know sometimes I, they do I don't different think volumes. So. I have not seen her with her own series for a while. I think after that, she she's just been uh, on hiatus for a while, just like oh, sh- Gwen Poole. And, but hopefully somebody's going to bring Gabby back. We didn't even talk about Squirrel Girl. That is right. She has wronged us. That is, it was such a, I mean, speaking of fun and funny oh, and man, weird. that was awesome. It was just a cool little like, here, here, here you go. The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl is Steve Dick Ditko's second best comic book character ever. Yeah. That's strong ever. words. But ever. Yeah. After the and, question. And <laughs> and Speedball. Well, I was gonna say maybe third because he created Speedball too. I will cut you. In the eighties. I will cut you. Speedball. I will cut you that, that you, you just went along with my joke about who the uh well, there's a lot of characters Ditko created that are that are way better than anybody else that we've not mentioned. You know, <laughs> you Captain Captain Adam. <laughs> did he create Blue Beetle? I think he did. Yeah, yeah. He actually had a pretty good run. I no, mean, he nothing know, he compares did. to Spider Man, but he actually and he had a good run on Doctor Strange. Yeah, too. Back in the day. So yeah. anyway, that's yeah. weird. Squirrel Girl. You know what? Now that just thinking out loud, give me a team book with. Gabby and Wolverine on it, and Squirrel Girl, and Gwenpool. Uh, anything with Gwenpool. Miss Marvel. Let's do it. Girl power. Yeah, just let, let, yeah, come on. Let's really piss off the internet. That's my new Avengers team. That's an Avengers book I'll read. Yeah. And then the, 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 the leader can be Wasp. The, uh, I don't know that she'd be the leader. I think at this point she'd be the consultant. Maybe consultant. Yeah, or Monica th- Rambo can hang I, around I, sometimes. Yeah, and they'll they'll come in and lend their assistance. But I think that's the because you're talking to a, a, a younger girl group, and that they, they could have mentors because it's good to have mentors. Yeah, but no, that, I, I, God, I can't believe we almost didn't talk about Squirrel Girl. That I just every time I see her, it just makes me laugh. And also because you know, didn't she? I, I know I've read a fair amount. I actually have done a little deep dive on Squirrel Girl. She beat Galactus, right? And Doctor Doom. And Doctor Doom. Yes. She's yeah. the unbeatable squirrel girl. Exactly. That's her shtick. Don't you forget it. Yeah. No, this is really she good. She eats nuts and kicks butts. Yeah. 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 And the, oh, okay. The little interaction at the end when she's, because tra- she can understand what squirrels say. Of uh-huh. course. She's squirrel girl. Duh. The interaction that she's, when she's telling Laura about the squirrel thanking her and forgiving her and all that. And then, you know, Laura walks away and the squirrel's like, did you tell her anything I said? No, I didn't. No. Yeah, because she gives her this wonderfully uprising speech that the squirrel evidently told her. And I loved the, so I'm not getting my nut back. Yeah. Because that was the whole gist of it. That was what the squirrel was saying. Is, yeah. I gave you a nut and you used that and I want it back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it was fun. It was. It was. It, the, there's just so much fun in comics that that's, again, I, not to go back on my, my thing. It, it's the everything having to be dark all the time in movies that people are insistent. Why is this? Why isn't this movie dark enough? Why isn't the, this movie fun enough? That's what you should be asking. The movie should be fun. Well, and look, 
that's maybe what was part of the problem with Eternals. There wasn't enough. There was fun. not much fun at all. It was very dark and yeah. somber, and as opposed to a lot of the other Marvel movies. Well, uh, it, they 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 started it with the world was going to end, so it, it was hard for it to be anything but dark because the whole gist of that is the celestial was being born and was going to rend the world in half. Yeah, but they could have done it in a fun. I don't know. You know <laughs> I know. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, but make it fun. <laughs> hey, look, if you can have, De- I know it's, they haven't merged it officially, but if you can have Deadpool with Cable and, you know, all that, come on, we can, we can have some fun here, no? We can. Anyways, so anything else on, on uh, the all new Wolverine? No, no, I think I've, I think I have said my piece. Okay. Well, again, good suggestion. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Thank you. Do you know what you want to suggest? I do. For, for next time. I do. And what would that be? It would be Kurt Busick. Okay. Astro City, Metro Book One. The first volume. The first volume, yes. I read that back in the day, but I will thoroughly enjoy reading it again. I don't think it, I've read it. So Is it on the Hoopla? It is on the Hoopla. I Okay, well, if you haven't read it, I'm glad that you suggested it. Yeah. That was on the list of mine way down the list. Okay, well, I was just flipping through stuff and it popped up and I was like, huh. And so I was, I, I actually opened it. I was like, I'm going to read it. And I'm like, oh, well, screw it. Let's just read it for the pod. Yeah, so this is, this is actually much older than most stuff I suggest. Yeah. Is it, it was in the 90s. Is the, it, it was, was going to say, I think it's in the 90s. Yeah. yeah it's in the 90s. I, and I'm, okay. I'm looking forward to because I read it in the 90s and I'm curious. I'm, well, we'll see. Yeah. I, I'm uh, curious, but I like Busick. He's only, he's only hurt me once. Art in it is great. And that was Comic Oz- Cosmic Odyssey. No, that wasn't. Oh no, that wasn't him. What What was the one? It was the Avengers. Uh, thing. Avengers Forever. Avengers Forever. See, I keep getting the two. He wasn't the one that hurt me with Comic Oz. That was Cosmic. Jim Starlin. Uh, Jim Starlin hurt me with that. And Mike Mignola, Hellboy guy, was the art. Yeah, the art was nice. So cool. Okay, I, and that okay. You just said it's on the ho- it's on Hoopla. Mm-hmm. And what is it? What is the volume called? Is it just Volume One? What? It's just Volume One. Okay. Astro City Metro Book Volume One. All right. Well. I am going to suggest, and I swear I had this picked out before you suggested that, something a lot more recent than that. Okay. On the Hoopla, Strange Adventures. This is a 12-issue, I think it was a limited series, pretty recent by uh, Tom King and Mitch Gerards and Evan Doc Shaner. And it's, it's, it's more sci-fi. And it's, you know, Adam Strange uh, from the DC Universe. So, yeah. Okay. Well, that... That sounds like a plan. Let me see if I can find that. Strange Adventures in a Deviant Universe? No, just Strange Adventures. Oh, Strange Adventures, right there. Issues 1 through 12. Cool, cool. All right. Excellent. Then we have that ready Good to Lord. go. 360 pages. <gasps> yeah, I think that's... Oh, I'm sure there's a lot. That's, a, that's that, that many. It's 12 hop, issues. Hop. It's picture books. It, well, I was going to say, it's also 12 issues of a... I th- I think it's maybe longer than your standard comic book some okay. of these, but still, it's it's I I we'll see. I I feel like you know we read twelve issues mm-hmm. of X twenty three or All New Wolverine, Laura, and we read thirteen issues of Fantastic Four for comparing maybe apples to oranges and just mm-hmm. different eras. Yeah, it just seems like it's a f- much faster read for me. The more recent stuff, and there's a lot more words filler. Back there, in the day, there is a lot more words filler. Back in the day, the the there's a lot of flow 
in the 12 issues that we read of All New Wolverine because it's a it's a linear story. I mean, there's some standalone issues in there, but I mean, the first six were just one one arc completely. Right. It was you read the first six and you were done. And then there was some standalone stuff in the second one, but they were fun standalone. There was the Squirrel Girl yeah. issue. So it made it a little different. So yeah, the older ones can be, like I said at the beginning, it's it's a matter of you read one and it doesn't really lead you into necessarily wanting to read the next one. Because yeah. it's so hit or miss on what the next one's going to be sometimes. So Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, Charles, thank you for doing the podcast and all the production and editing as usual. And thank you to everybody that has tuned in. I know it's not live, so you're not really tuning in, but listened after this drops. I, I, I know I really appreciate it. I'm sure Charles does too. I do. Thank you all very much. Y'all have a great rest of the day doing whatever you're doing. And thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.